0: And welcome to Dark Guidance, I'm Chris. I'm Brian. I'm Arian. And today, well, let's be real, we've played a bunch of Mark IV games. Mark IV's been quite fun, I'll be honest. It's been actually quite good to get them in. So we're going to talk about Mark III Legacy Armies. (laughs) and How do they compete with the new hotness? We're basically going to look at what we think makes a good Legacy Army, what makes probably one of the weaker ones, based on both what the other legacy armies do, and honestly what the new factions do, because that's such a big part of it.
1: Yeah, playing against—I've been uh, smashing out legacy armies. I haven't had the chance to try any of the um the the new fancy stuff, and it has been a um real education seeing the difference between the two design philosophies. I don't want to I don't want to call it anything like codex creep. It's it, it they're, they're competing design philosophies which have which interact in very odd ways.
0: Yeah, that'd be my thoughts too. Like a lot of the stuff with them, like, frankly, there's a lot of actually really scary legacy armies, and a lot of the stuff they can do, the Mark IV new stuff cannot do, and it's going to be one of those things where they are probably going to devote a lot more attention development-wise to new the newer armies, it just makes okay. sense, but <laughs> I mean, they're still making updates to the game, even as we roll out. So yeah. it's not like they're leaving them behind. And in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they make, especially because of a bunch of the Legacy Armies as of the time of this recording haven't been released yet, but we know they're on the cards. So
1: I was, I was chatting with a friend of mine, and, uh, and it really sort of brought into um, relief that um, Private Press for all of the furore that you see online, Private Press is one of the companies that seems to care about keeping their Legacy stuff in the game more than almost any other game.
0: What do you mean, like GW? So other, Game,
1: games Workshop <laughs> is the obvious one, right? Games Workshop is the obvious, like, uh, like the one who um, straightens his tie and leaves in the morning without it so much as a good night and goodbye. Um, uh, but the like other other games, like Malfo and, and stuff like that, they also have just like I think they've taken the approach of just like we're gonna just say that certain models don't exist anymore as they used to, and uh, people are just kind of have to gonna have to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. and private press actually seems to seems to take a hell of a lot of effort to try to keep at least some legacy stuff in the game like this is the first the, the mark 4 is the first time that they have i mean i'm gonna use scare quotes here invalidated a model
0: <laughs> yes
1: right? like that didn't happen from marks uh, mark 2 II and 3 which considering private presses how old again is what uh-huh. 20 years now
0: i think it's coming on 20 yeah 20 yeah, years of war <laughs> I mean, we've been playing the game for at least 12 now uh, yeah.
1: Don't, don't, no, shut, Brian. Don't do that. Why would you say that? Jesus Christ.
0: It's just reminding us how old we are. Yep. Yeah. Look at but time, yeah, it's
1: this episode titled "My Bones Hurt."
0: <laughs> back in my day, we didn't have the focus to run any of our warjacks, so we didn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, back in back in my day, we put we we played um our warjack points were six. Uh, the cheapest warjack was five, uh, and it was really irritating.
0: Yeah, we took one heavy. It was a character heavy, or it was the cheapest possible beat stick heavy, and we liked it.
1: Yeah, it is actually an interesting reversal than in Mark IV now because they've just put a like seventy-five points as two jacks, hundred points as three. You can actually go re- really battle group minimum in a way that you couldn't before. You can run two or three lights that you can that you often couldn't in uh, the thirty-point warjack point edition. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and, and I, I
0: I, re- I
2: regret bringing this
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> um, go—it's an interesting progression, actually, of going from Mark one, like one, Two, Three, Four, because I think the the, the clearest thing that happens every single edition comes out to bring it back to our central uh, central topic is that uh, warjacks become more efficient every edition.
0: Uh, yeah, and I think in this particular edition, uh, warjack efficiency has never been higher, and this is, I think, one of the things that they did well is that it's not necessarily just for all the new shit. It isn't uniform, which I think is one of the issues with the power disparity of several of the legacy armies, especially even in comparison with each other, but especially oh, in comparison also, to the Mark III stuff.
1: Also, why warjacks, I think, are king over warbeasts.
0: Uh, yeah, I feel that way at this point. I think... I feel it's actually a lot more because... A lot of the Warby stat lines, especially defensively wise, are not appropriate for this current edition. Like, just get that shit out of there, right?
1: I, I was t- I was saying recently that I'm really looking forward to, for in a month or two when they when they put so I can finally put down my fourteen seventeen um, warp Wolves and pick up the Chad stat line of the Death ten armor eighteen World Warden's.
0: Yeah, I know, man. Fuck that extra armor for, worth four defense. So Absolutely, good. so much. <laughs> give me, give me, give me, give me.
1: Warjacker's efficiency has never been higher. The legacy armies they do get a taste of it. Like if, if you've got a guy who's a mechanic, then he picked up in power, which is great. A lot of the times it is. It, it does suck if you're running, if you're someone like Crix, where it's um, a one point solo which you can't really take more than four of. Uh, if you had a mechanic unit or something like that, I think old Cardo also doesn't do very well with him.
0: Yeah, that's actually the main weakness of that list is that your empower is fucking expensive and not really worth it. Oops, yeah. sorry.
2: Meanwhile, the, um, uh, the Arcanist the, Manowar, right?
0: Yeah, it's the Arcanist Manowar, and not the battle mechanic unit, the officer, and only the officer. And he costs two points yeah. by himself. Like That's not the that, Forge Seer. That's very strange to me. No, no, both of them have it. But the problem oh, is, okay. like, the Forge Seer is three, and the mechanic officer is two, but actually four, because you've got to bring the unit along for the ride as well. Um,
1: Meanwhile, compare it to the Mark IV um, signal mechanics, in which, because of the accumulator, each mechanic fully loads a striker.
0: Yes, but then also while we're talking about Cigna, it's not like it's all bad. Talk about old school Sigmar. Their trencher, their trencher engineers also picked it up. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, so I think we should probably get into it. Like, we'll start with the Mark IV armies and what actually makes them scary and terrifying and stuff. And look, they all, all of the current ones, as of this release, we don't really have much on Dusk, but we can assume it will probably follow a similar suit. It will have its own quirks. They all have the same mold, and they divert yeah. quite distinctly from there. So, in brief, sigma they probably, they've got hands down, I'd say, the best infantry of all the legacy armies, and they might have some of the best yeah. infantry in the game, which, again, is disgusting. Like, in comparison... It's, incre- it's,
1: it's yeah. it, No, that shouldn't happen. It is absurd that not only has is, Sigma is, is got some of the best infantry, but the Jacks are also incredible as well.
0: Yeah, again, um, sigma, unacceptable. I, I, I...
1: Yeah, Signa have incredible efficiency. They're really good guns. The course is extremely good. The striker speed six for some fucking reason. Um, yeah. they got really good defensive buffs. Uh, the pretty much the only sort of downside of Signa is that their rack is not great,
2: but it has jack
1: armor on it. So who can that say whether it's bad or not?
2: Fantastic. Yes. yes. You will <laughs> press
1: the same. To go, yeah, you'll be pressing the same spell pretty much every single time. But yeah, the, it, in general, the, the signal rack is not replete with answers. To I think
0: the, it's very brute force. I mean, you've got, I wouldn't say you've got bad spells, but you've you definitely got a lot of like, this is a good spell here. Like, But they're not, there's no real nuance. To it. it's like, you have deflection, you have arcane shield. It's like, I want a buff. Armor, or yeah. it, it doesn't matter. Like the only trick is jackhammer, but jackhammer's is a hell of a trick. So that's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's like, do you need Pathfinder on all of your dudes? You have the spell to give Pathfinder on all of your dudes. On You're the not going to do that.
1: You're probably not going to take that because the cheapest uh, uh, the, uh, the cheapest, and pretty much only Cortex you see on the strike is Relentless Charge.
0: Oh, there you go. What a crazy coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, it,
1: plas- Plasma Nimbus is three point twelve. points Relentless Charge is 1.
0: Think of that. Plasma Nimbus is important for the Signar Mirror. Because <laughs> 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 it also gives you electricity. Yeah, so you got that. You would have... Next, well... Uh, release uh, release okay, order, Orgoth. Sure. Or-
1: no, Orgoth. Okay, August. sure.
0: I was going a- to do scrolling down my <laughs> War Room app here, but all right, got no,
1: We got a slot in the important scorn. Um, okay,
0: well, Seascorn's main trick to me is that they have the best capacity to be complete degenerates. Kishtar and Sabrath already are, like, degen casters to the extreme. They have the potential to do some crazy shit. Oh, yeah, in uh,
1: threading um, uh, uh, heavy is something that you don't see as much in Mark IV than you used to. But,
0: <laughs> correct. Uh, the main thing to me is that a lot of Orgoth stuff is very like their spell rack is probably the most toolboxy and is also how do I put it? It's not like this. There's these guys have, like say Ghost Walk where it's a utility spell and can be really clutch, but it doesn't really add to overall power. It's like no, a lot of these are just extremely strong and have a toolboxy effect. Windstorm. Windstorm. The not Phantom Hunter that they gave them because Phantom Hunter was, again, because they're a dgen faction, <laughs> already pretty disgusting. Well, actually, um, it's funny
1: that it's actually funny because for- it barely changed anything at all because the uh, because the, 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 the tyrant's most common, like its cheapest, one of its cheapest um, uh, cortexes is Hunter.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. spell Grants Isle Side. So that's functionally. Um, uh, Phantom Hunter in a huge amount of situations.
0: Yeah well look the big one is that you couldn't you previously couldn't even hide behind a building you were just dead. So yes very <laughs> yeah, important change. just
2: all in game over. Yeah, yeah, it's the, the, yeah remember the we're
0: not talking about like you know nice machine we're talking about degen machine right here where like four of those jackals with um the hunting rifles and some tyrants with quad bolters go in and maybe a freaking yeah. harpoon if we're at it and you yeah, know. Yeah Kish- Kishtar Kish.
1: really is, if I'm ready to go to lunch at this tournament, uh, I'm hoping to win right now, but if I don't, well I'm going to have my hot dog 20 minutes earlier than I thought I would.
0: <laughs> yeah, and not to mention she can probably also... It's going to end early one way or another. Yeah, uh,
1: yep. this game is ending now. I'm pressing the game end button.
0: Yep. Uh, uh yeah, let's see. Oh, they have red lines. Like, and yep. even then,
1: if you're actually like, it's not like Haruska's battled. is no. damn good.
0: Horask is the the like you know the straight man in this faction, and he plays the straight guy act, and it turns out he plays it very well because he's just a cool dude. Uh, funnily
1: enough, he's got Thunderstrike, which is a spell which I would not usually rate in any way, except in a faction with as much drag um, uh, value as as it does. Having a random I'm shutting off your shield guard ball is really really nice.
0: Yep. You also have the fact that Horask uh, has. Um, Access to five-point arc nodes, and they are the cheapest arc nodes in the game. Yeah. yeah. Apart from the Crix ones.
1: August <laughs> yeah. uh, runs a little more expensive, as far as I can see. Usually the tyrants end up being, being quite expensive and closer to like sixteen points but this time. In fact, actually, according to the app here I'm looking at, you can actually run a twenty-point tyrant.
0: Yeah. Jesus. I mean, that? what is it? It's our... arcane vortex, uh, uh, either a scything
1: yeah. flail or a shredder.
0: Uh, the quad, quad bolt throw, yeah. Quad bolt throw, by the way, gets me into one of the thing with cardor. So first thing, quad bolt throw is a great gun with volume fire, and we did say like this is seemingly the volume fire meta. A lot of stuff, especially legacy stuff, picked up volume fire. But if you want yeah. volume fire and you want it for days, play cardor. Like cardor, on the other hand, the winner core strength mostly is that to me, I reckon they have the best casters and they have just some of the best jacks the jacks are all hyper efficient it's
1: not just um, that you have the best ones you have eight
0: of them yes you can also break the things eight so is,
1: we've been playing more at a hundred points which I am really coming around to thinking is probably the 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 more sort of like if you if you want to talk like on it why the same way as we used to in Mark a hundred points feels like it's right what' uh, closer to what we would expect um, a lot of the downside uh, a lot of the um, weaknesses that you would expect uh, you don't, don't really occur, so like FA4 on heavies doesn't matter at 75 points really.
0: No, it really doesn't. But, Not it, less... but at 100
1: points you are actually starting to, you, you do need to take more stuff in your list, you can't just keep packing heavies. It slightly does change with the character heavies coming out, which I'm a little worried about, but still, at 100 points the, the, the FA4 actually really starts to matter.
0: And... Yeah, but then again, you wouldn't be able to take then, say, 20 lights or some shit. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, right. Cardo being able to take
1: eight heavies yeah, is the is the alternative here. to that. It means that the Cardo can actually smash out those those old style sort of lists um, yep. in a way that Signar, Orgoth, and Dust
0: can't. Yes. And their rack has their rack is how do I put it? Um, it's designed for Katarina, but it also has just a couple <laughs> of just really strong spells. Like they, uh, I would say second class to some of the Orgoth and Signar ones, but not in a super meaningful way like it's like well you don't have red line you have superiority right but you also have escort or avenging force you have access to and your mainline heavy the best cortex for it for melee stuff is a free charge with extra speed so you're not really in the worst of trouble shall we say fog of war is always a nice spell too it's a nice spell to have access to so i think we probably can get into it and dusk obviously we only have access. to we don't know enough about. We don't know
1: enough about. The best I can say is that um, the the Dusk Heavy, it very, very, very casually goes to Power 20, which yeah. is really cool, but it's also the only mat 6 uh, heavier in the game.
0: With Future Sight, though. Oh. It
1: sure can have Future Sight for, holy shit, three points. No, thank you. I'm going to select the two instead. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's, or, a, yes. that's a dead That's a the heavy's the the heavies, the guns aren't great. It's got a momentum gun, but it's not fantastic. Yeah, it's got I a mean, vortex gun, which isn't fantastic. It seems like the heavy is quite focused on being a pretty tough melee guy, and it really comes down to what the um the casters are providing. We've only got two of the casters, uh, but I mean one of them is Shadow the, and Escort.
0: Yeah, yeah another support kit as well. But again, Shadow Manza Escort's a pretty good start. No, so I think
1: with Shadow Manza and Escort is kind of insane.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a pair of spells all right um by the way let me let us let us actually say if you want an example of just how efficient warjacks are these days shadowmancer used to be the biggest joke spell ever because it was so hard to cast and then do anything with your battle group that now had stealth and dark shroud now it's like okay you could you could hard cast both escort and And still have multiple heavies go in pretty comfortably. I'm going to take a wild guess and assume Dusk, just like every other faction, have a four-point mechanic slash empower unit that they can do whatever with, right? I'm going to take a wild guess. Yeah,
1: um, it, seems, it seems very unlikely for them to break the mold. It's likely to be a secret unit. Yeah, probably. Um I think but we yeah, saw, it's...
0: like them in the box or something. There's them yeah, plus we saw some, some box on. Yeah, it was like them, some riflemen that didn't have a render yet. Um, They looked soulless, I think. And then yeah. some dickhead halberd you guys. You the big axe boys. Yep.
2: I love the look of a
1: lot of the, the this faction, which is upsetting. I, I I never thought I would get into a Retribution style. It's, it's, They've mixed Retribution and Scorn, two of my most hated factions, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, they look really good, actually. Damn it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Edgelord elves, it is. Edgelord vampire elves. So the common... Themes of power, I would say here are uh, like there are just some strengths that Mark this because of their new design, have innately, and we'll get into them. So, the first one is especially with their Warjacks, but also with their Warjacks and Warcasters, I'll say you do not have much dead weight at all. The warja- yeah. Warcasters, you can customize roughly half their spells on almost all of them, and that means that you can cherry, sure, you know, you're not going to have a cast that has like three variations of Chain Lightning like I know Nemo one did. Right. But it was so fun though.
1: I, you know what? We've, we've been blitzing through through this thing. I want to make a, a, a deviation here, and I want to make a quick a quick talk about uh, about something that happened in Mark Three right at the oh, start. Really,
0: Cameron, really, yes. we're gonna we're gonna have a freaking like random off topic ramble on Dark Guidance. Yes. All right, uh, I'll let it fly this one time. <laughs>
1: Cameron and I, we, we we got to the end of Mark Two, and we were tired of slamming Haley Two into um, Gasby Two uh, every game for the, a year and a half, um, and we decided to both switch factions. He, he, um, no, what, yes. I was playing Cardor, and he was playing something else. Anyway, we both. Well, this is we we decided to switch from. I played picked up Signa. He played picked up um uh Crix. And he, the first game we played, I played Nemo 1, because I think Nemo 1, I honestly still love Nemo 1's model, um, and I love his style. Uh, And he played a, it was like a Scar 1, like, horde of troops at me. And my God, did I cast Chain Lightning three times every single turn, because this is back when it was D6 bounces. Uh, (laughs) It was awful. So much fun. It was incredible. What? It was incredible. Coming from Cardor, where, like, your casters don't, didn't do that sort of thing. And all of a sudden you had Nemo 1, who was just like, I'm going to kill 50 models. That's it. It, it, it is interesting that um, uh, something just before the cast, we did notice that pretty much none of the new casters have attack spells on their card.
0: Uh, to clarify just generic attack spells like you're not having people with old school razor wind for instance obviously there's access to new razor wind which is a lot better but like you don't have the random guy with like i don't know arcane bolt or some shit all of so them far, if they have nukes the nukes are all utility nukes like say icy grip and gallows icy grip and gallows for cador you've got a uh, Horoshark who's got um freaking thunder strike and uh Sabareth, who has perdition like okay
1: Yeah, all of these are like game-changer spells. The spells that you will cast to often win a game, or cheat a trade so hard that it's really hard to come back from. Correct. Which is interesting, a lot of those spells are just gone, or they're in the rack in a way that I find it really hard to consider that you're just going to take it.
0: Yeah, rack filler. The same thing as deck filler. It's like, oh, you've got lightning pulse. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Interesting, the 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 age of the sort of the the I don't know, like uh, uh, it's it's the sort of thing that I hated seeing in a card, and as
0: soon as it's gone, I kind of miss it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you want your dead weight. You you love your dead weight.
1: <laughs> it's just very occasionally you 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 cast arcane bolt three times in a turn, and yep. it wouldn't be bad.
0: Yeah, well Haley would kill me with three arcane bolts on like bottom of one because I was just like, oh Haley won't try and go for some stupid assassination yeah, throwaway. throw for
1: inches and then cast arcane bolt a bunch of times.
0: Yep, and then sometimes you know what? Fuck it, I don't want to play the long game. Here you go, bang bang bang, let's go. <laughs> so yeah, you like the casters in general. They're not only going to have much less dead weight on their spell card, but their spells that they do get to pick can be bespoke for the matchup. So again. If you have a spell like, say, Windstorm in, say, oh, look at that, Orgoth, you don't have to take Windstorm, which might be a very key component of that caster's design philosophy, if your opponent has no guns, right? Yeah. Not enough guns that matters. Kador, right, if you've got Freezing Grip and you've got a caster like Old School Social One and Freezing Grip was useless, you couldn't swap it out. But obviously here, you fucking can.
1: L- losing list chicken is a, seems like it's got a lot less of a drastic effect.
0: Yeah, especially, well, sp- certainly for the new stuff, and I would say also with List Chicken, even if you get into a bad List Chicken, you can grab some shovels, you know, your bespoke yeah. silver shovel that you need for this matchup and go to town. Yeah, um, so that's with the casters. And then furthermore, the Warjacks are even more efficient because basically each of them is customized and tailorable. So you're actually, a lot of Jacks just had random rules in, gen- in like, back in the day, and they still do. But in Mark IV, and with the new armies, you don't have to pay for a rule you don't want or need. So if this was a Mark IV army... House dusk over here would be basically having your idolons would have future sight. They just would, right? And you yeah. wouldn't be able to do anything with it. Do you want yeah. flight? Do you want force barrier? No, you have got to take a different heavy.
1: As an um, um, as an as an example, I'm going to talk about the the list I've smashed my face into twice now. Uh, 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 local Brad's his Athena list. Hi Brad, these a shout out. Uh, he so so Athena just has a uh, she she has a monster a monster spell list and a monster feat. Mainly, it's really 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 good with guns. She's very much in the Cara Sloan sort of hold, right? And the problem with Cara Sloan back in the day is that you've, a lot of the gunjacks would be, I have a gun, and I'm also paying a bunch of points for some dipshit rules and a, a terrible axe or something.
0: Yes, like think of it's the hunter just, back in the day.
1: Yeah. The hunter back in the day, it's a ten point, a ten point jack, which you're paying for a bunch of stuff that you really don't want. You don't care about Pathfinder on the on the hunter in that list. You don't really care about extended um, control area on the hunter in that list. You don't care about its axe nine percent of the time. If the if you ever made an axe attack with Kara Sloan, you have played too
0: many times. <laughs> or but you're now, doing some wacky shit.
1: But now, like the the list I faced had four courses, right? Each of the courses had the storm thrower, so it's the range 12, 12 power 12 spray, and the grenade launcher. On the other hand. But now that effect, that gunline effect, is so much more magnified now because any buff gets flowed through multiple weapons of which the weapons will be the exact correct ones you want. Mm-hmm. Jacks, like, you, I mean, you can misbuild your jacks, but like if you're building it correctly, you can't bring a, a, a misbuilt jack for the buffs that you
0: have. Yeah, correct. And it also means that the same jack, in air quotes can be subtly tailored based on what cast you're bringing so yeah like one of the things you say, you say if somebody you've
1: got, i mean they, they they will often be different jacks entirely
0: yeah correct but it's like if you've got a jack with like a say if you've got a cast that just hands out pathfinder or pathfinder is just not a concern you don't have to take the pathfinder cortex whereas yeah. you know you might
1: actually spend points on something else
0: yeah exactly or similar rules there, like your heavies in your Jackson in general, I should say it's not really just heavies. They're all going to be quite bespoke and they're going to fit the caster a lot more closely. Like if you want an example, right, let's go back to Cardle real quick. So you've got volume fire with say a Grola versus volume fire with, uh, we'll go with the cheapest one, which has the same amount of shots and slightly more range a dire So a Groller has a lot of like, just ra- like a uh, random rules that, are quite characterful and really fun but they're not necessarily what your caster really cares about so Grolar has heavy boiler and it also has um pathfinder now for the nice. caster that, nice that have. it is nice to have but say for the caster that primarily wants to run Grolars in armored core is Harkovich. he solves both of those issues by accident <laughs> So mobility gives you Pathfinder just for showing up. Okay, that's fine. His field marshal gives you repo three, which in oftentimes means you can trample farther than you can run. So the heavy boiler means that you have a one-inch speed boost over any of your other heavies yeah. because they can just trample nine repo two, total of twelve-inch run. Whereas the heavy boiler means that you run 13 inches. Congratulations. I hope you feel proud about yeah. yourself. Right? Like it's it's not the biggest deal. If Harkovich could say take a Grolar and take a different Cortex on it, like, I don't know, Shield Guard or Accumulator or some shit. You better believe he fucking would.
1: I, I can often see, like, even though 99% of the time, every time I see it, um, I will see a Striker with the Relentless Charge Cortex because it's a good rule to have and it's one point. Cortexes are game changers when they when they come into effect. Like, if you uh, if you are deciding to, to uh, not use Relentless Charge, you might just be worried about the Signal Mirror and have a bunch of um, immune, uh, electrically immune Strikers. Which means that half the uh, half the opponents' uh, guns just don't work anymore very well, or you've yep. got overtake or Arcade precision, which I think is not great. But I mean, ignoring cloud effects and, uh, and stealth is something which you might just actually plan on doing. Yep.
0: Yeah. So
1: the um, the the it, it's really hard to have dead weight, and that's sort of a it's it's another one of those things of just like legacy armies could have empower, 4 armies have more empower. Legacy armies have random rules on their jacks. Mark IV armies have random rules on their jacks, but you will choose what they are. And so each little thing is just a little step up in efficiency, which is a very different way of building. Like, Hunter Press was designing their jacks originally. There was a reason they gave the Hunter an axe. It was probably some sort of characterful reason where they're just like, yeah, this is is the dipshit robot they built. They gave it an, an axe because they thought axes were cool, and that's the way that they designed things. Now the Mark IV design... There's much more of like less of holding back. Like they obviously gave it an, a a power 12 axe rather than a power 14 axe because they yeah. wanted to hold back some of its power, which is yes. not seemingly in the design uh, the, in in the design philosophy anymore. Um, I think the most extreme example I've got is one which I've been wrestling with the past few weeks with Grimkin. carrying across the field from at strikers while well, I have a fucking skin and bones. The skin and bones has, has takes roughly 30 points to make actually work it gets to full power it's better but not that much better than most heavies and so what's obviously happened is that Privacy Press like here's the skin of modes here's what its full power could be all right let's use rules to cut down its full power to force you to interact and do other things with other models and that was the old design philosophy so they're like yeah we want the skinner modes to get more power and armor from its um uh, from its corpses but it can't just start with those corpses it has to get the corpses from somewhere and then eventually mm-hmm. they have to be like, yeah, we'll, it gets them from the dead rots or it gets them from the grave ghouls. And so these are all extra things you have to take to make it work. This is one of the more extreme but, examples, but it still exists.
2: But it still exists, but it's also like leftovers from like themes back in Mark Three, uh, Definitely because, as well. Like Grimkin yeah. specifically, especially with all of those uh, corpse mechanics. Were designed with the intention that you're getting corpses at the beginning of your turn, like at the beginning of the game. Like you started with one of your three corpses on every model that could have one, I think, except for the dreadnoughts.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. So, so yeah, they, the, the the new design philosophy is the entire inverse, where they are, they are handing you everything you need to, to become powerful straight from the start. And I think the hope is is that they'll essentially find the over, the, the really overpowered stuff and tamp that down. But in the context of having access to everything, and I feel like that's why they want their armies to remain quite small.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah,
1: it's it, it's a very interesting thing, but it does sometimes feel like a real slog being a legacy army looking across the field because it's efficiency is often power. It isn't only power, but it is of
0: often power. Well, to me, what it basically has turned a lot of the like new armies into is that. If you compare it with legacy armies, honestly, most of the heavies, actually most of the jacks in general, they all feel like character jacks. They're mm. they're they got meaningful rules. They often very much suit your castle because you've built them to, and mm. they themselves will have like some random tricks. So that's take say uh what's a good example like the fact that you say as orgoth even though you might never need it ever you can just have arcane vortex on your tyrant right that's the thing yeah. you can do similarly like in Kador, for instance if, if you think about like just a great bear with a mace and a shield which is like an aggressive cortex that's like the bog standard great bear for punching shit right you have the following rules just randomly you have bulldoze and breakthrough just for showing up as a great bear, because, mm. hi, I'm a bear. You have Heavy Boiler, which we talked about earlier, and you have Aggressive, so you can run and charge for free, which is automatically getting into the, this is a character model kind of thing if we were using in the old days. And then your your Battle Mace has both beat back and Crit Smite, right? You can do both, and has Reach and is Power 19. It's just like, okay, that's a, fuck, that's a fucking no-shit weapon. And then finally, your Shield has a gun on it, yeah. because in just in case and it's like
1: so, yeah. just a quick extrapolation into the future they were saying that they were planning on it's it's a little hard they were unclear on how much they wanted to include this in the regular game as opposed to the narrative leagues that they, got up. But they were like command cards for warjacks which make them feel more like characters or for the new factions command cards that work specifically for the characters
0: i can see it happening um It's kind of similar to what happened with Warcaster, where the original release of their Cypher cards was all just generic good stuff, right? Yeah. You know, just, what was it, the Repo one? Fuck, what was it called again? Displacement Index. Displacement Index. Good old Displacement Index. It was just like, these are good cards. They do good card things. And then Um, in future releases, they released, like, stuff for the individual factions, like Whatever that frickin' ISA one that kept me tilting me, and then the other ISA one that kept tilting me with the frickin' makes a gate or some shit, <laughs> right, whatever Chris,
1: Chris, look, I know I'm the newest one of the podcast, so I don't really want to tell you how to do your job or anything of like that, but I think uh. vaguely describing uh, uh, cards you don't remember the name of of a game that a lot of the people who listen to probably don't play. I mean, play Warcaster, it's fun, but...
0: <laughs> there you go,
1: there's it's the, probably not the It's probably not the best example. Yeah, but it's... You think you can pull an example out
0: of Netrunner, though? Oh, great. You want me to use a Netrunner example? <laughs> you haven't been on the cast long enough to know that Netrunner is a banned topic and off limits.
2: <laughs> that's, not, that's a Max Re rule.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, sure it is. I'm sure it is.
2: But yeah. The so, only time it was allowed was when it was an April Fool's joke. Yes. <laughs> that's how seriously that we take it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. In, any case, in any case, though, uh, you know what? You go on, Arian.
1: Yeah, it, the the 4 is like we don't know yet the meta hasn't fully started to shape out um it, and it's we've only got we' only played so many games of course but like the the building building efficiencies has sometimes it's hard to walk away from game games night as a le, um, as a legacy player and feel like you're not on the back foot it is it, it, it can feel rough I've been racking my tiny little smooth brain trying to work out how to not just instantly lose to Athena because that gun line is freaking absurd uh and it's really hard when you are running a pretty much entirely melee faction and even then if you're running a gun faction it's hard to do it better than um and it's not like you want to get into a car versus Kara game.
0: yeah exactly yeah. like even if you win you've kind of both already lost
1: the but then again color slow
0: players for them that's like well that isn't that winning <laughs>
1: Yeah, pig Hi. and mud. So far, so uh, ex- for the exception of dusk, which will probably change when dusk cuts, dusk coming out more, more um, uh, becoming more of a thing. Uh, stealth heavies—that's the thing that, uh, that that is actually quite strong uh, into most of these new things because so many of the mark IV efficiencies are actually coming from the warjacks having often either it's either some sort of like warjacks running a lot of guns and getting a lot of efficiency from their empowers and their spells to all come out at once. Or it's from their infantry and stuff actually doing quite a lot of work, and the Jacks just always having the focus to run and shoot a shoot a quite a powerful gun, a relevant gun like a slam gun. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually they're that one some answer to stop. Your opponent's guns from being so effective. Like it seems, it seems like a non a, a non thing. Like uh, of course, stopping guns will help, but it's kind of interesting how much more I think it will help in the world where most of the guns you face will be boostable. Yes, very boostable and po- important shooting utility guns. If you yeah. can shut them down early, it's a big deal. Like, the, the, the thing that I have been sort of like, I'm going to try out the next time I face it, I, it's Dreamer, she's running two crabbits which I'm trampling over, pretty much in one of the huge ways in the game that I can still actually damage them.
0: <laughs> we uh, did it, boys. You.
1: Yeah, we did it, we, we, we
0: did it. We We've allowed ourselves to attack again. our own bottles again.
1: <laughs> the other one would be walking a car skimp into it. I don't like it so much because it sets it on fire, but still.
0: Um... That's okay. You can use the command card to put think, it out. I was I've very, mate. very
1: briefly considered playing that because the command card, at the very least, that command card actually I think procs uh, when the fire happens rather than their activation. So oh yeah, it does.
0: It, it very much. It, it's like most of the command cards, and this is another good thing, is like they've been written pretty well so that they they work when you want them to. Like the repair <laughs> works before you allocate focus specifically to so yeah. repair the cortex, right? Yeah, stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, um but yeah so like i've got that i've got shroud i've got the the the, the command card to give my um uh, death knell stealth uh, stealth and everything is about trying to make my army stealth as soon as possible during their turn mm-hmm. um and that's like the first thing i need to do to try to start chipping away at the efficiency and you have to do it yeah. you just have to stop the efficiency train from being able to leave the station if you let the efficiency train leave the station you've lost half your arm it just happens that's really hard to stop yep if you've got it it's harder now because even there, could, because it's really hard to have absolutely long range guns. But if you can do stuff to kill the Signar mechanics and the Warwitch witch coven's and shit like that, if you can get those really early, big deal. That's just a general thing that it will that will make your opponent's life a little hell because all of a sudden they they're playing Mark Three.
0: Yeah, and they're playing Mark Three and their lists are typically well over jacked for what their caster is interested in running. I will say. Getting into it. With the legacy armies, most of the like there's no cheap melee beast uh, in general, right? They're all gonna be overcosted compared to their mark their legacy army equivalents. And I think that's where we start getting into like the strengths legacy armies can have over their competition. So <laughs> comment earlier before the cast, right? Because mm. now everything is FA4 tops, with some exceptions. Um in general, with all the legacy armies apart from Cardor you can only have four heavies and you can only have four lights and that's it. Yep. Maybe the character Jack's come out and then you can have five heavies, but one of them has to have a set loadout and it's probably going to be more expensive. So you're paying for that. You have a diversity quota and you must meet it. Yeah. yeah a, <clears> the legacy it's, it's, armies on the other hand have a, how do I put it? They have don't a, us canceled, Chris. Token. don't get us canceled. We've, okay, we've had, have a, we haven't had enough answers. <laughs> well, they have a token diversity quota. Like, you know what? Let's look at Cricks uh, for a moment, since I bro- brought them up. You have two 10-point heavies and one 9-point heavy. So if you want, you can fit it in. Oh, and an 11-point heavy with drag. The re- Reaper It's pretty good. So, if you want, you can just have, you know
1: nine heavies is the way i built it
0: recently yeah it's like 16 i mean if they had enough points you'd have like 16 heavies or something and they'd all be just that little bit different it was kind of one of the things that sort of shut down arguments back in the day of like fa's working or not it's like yeah they would work but they also kind of wouldn't because you just again make nine heavies a couple of them are just going to have different paid jobs and weapons Um, it is an
1: it is a quite an elegant solution to that to that problem Yes. um i i i wrote a very brief list of course nine heavies and i i don't think it's got the empower to fully run as well as it could but i mean nine heavies running at your opponent at power 19 all with stealth that's uh that's that's a thing they have to consider
0: yep oh man necrotex are, like i think this is just one thing Necotex i've noted with the leg- being... legacy armies is that their fa's don't feel fixed a lot of the fa's are a bit arbitrary because they're just sort of copy past the old ones and yeah. i i i kind of wish that they'd get a look into some of the ones like they've already fixed a few like there was a period where if you were playing crucible guard you you the old list the ass mountain list used to have fa3 assault troopers and it would just usually run three minions of assault troopers now that assault troopers obviously the Minion is the only unit you can buy Mm. uh when they first released they only were fa2 and it was just really weird. There are a couple of other like instances. There's actually probably gonna be plenty more instances of that. I haven't really looked in full, but that kind of stuff is where things that probably needs a bit of a look at. And it will probably get a look at eventually. Like they've actually already started fixing stuff, I've noticed. But that's your uh that's your issue is a lot of the legacy army FAs can be a bit all over the place. And that usually is the drawback with their empower packages. Because frankly Look, you can go on about signaling mechanics all you want. If you could take necrotechs in the same quantity, necrotechs smash them hands down, not even close. Because necrotechs are fucking stupid. They've been stupid for ages. They are still stupid. The only thing holding them back was that Crick's jacks kind of sucked.
1: I still find it extremely funny if you have three necrotechs, the maximum amount, so you spend three points on it, and you lose three heavies because your opponent remembers that you're 13-17. You can theoretically put twenty-seven scrap thralls on the table.
0: Yeah, I do like the fact that they just get scrap thralls. Like it, if a heavy dies, all three necrotechs will get the scrap token if they're in range.
1: Yep. yep. And and if each scrap token, they, they put down d3 and they can spend up three at a time. So that's uh, each necrotech can put down nine if you're lucky.
0: Mhm.
1: And uh, man, those scrap thralls are short.
0: Sure Arian, are you wouldn't know this because. You're, you wouldn't know this because you haven't been on the cast, but some of us sure have memories of playing Karchip 2 in Crix <laughs> and having to do, like, the best target, like, what do you use your Inflictor shield guard on? Correct, the answer is your Necrotex to make sure that they stay alive, because fuck those guys. And when some of the stuff dies, believe it or not, it walks up and then you just slap on 20 plus hit points or something with a couple of Necrotex just, you know, gluing the arms back on and there you yeah. go, your Crix Heavy is good to go.
1: God, that shade list at some point during the game as well, once you're inundated in those heavies it's going to just put a small base unit, Bane unit in play.
0: Yeah, and all those Banes have Dark Shroud, so yeah, you'd probably use the repo card just on a single Bane just to spread Dark Shroud even further, if you want, right? Oh no, obviously yeah. you've got Shadow Mancer, but in this case you might be going, you know what, I can't be fucked casting Shadow Mancer, I'm instead going to do this.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think there's a, there, there might be something there I don't know. Probably is
0: um i guess that actually gets me sound off in
1: the comments tell us if we're wrong
0: yeah i mean we are probably are wrong because it's cricks and we just talked about running heavies which is like a double no-no yeah that actually does does lead into another issue with legacy armies at least the ones that are specifically only three casters is that you have three casters and that's it and unlike the mark 4 equivalents where the casters are very very flexible at the ones you get for the legacy, they will have dead weight spells on their cards, and they will have stuff that you don't need. And if your caster try like tripartite doesn't adequately make a full list, look, they've done a pretty decent job of making sure they kind of do. But if it doesn't, it really sucks. It's, um, it,
1: yeah, if, if you have a bad caster, you're down. Uh, uh, your faction is two, uh, one third less than everyone else. It's correct. rough.
0: Yeah, And it's also, you're like, okay, cool, you then stuck with literally two casters, that's it? And you're like, yeah. fuck. One of the things I n- know that they were looking at fixing, although they seem to have rolled back some of the, s- like, the ideas or changed them around, is that when cadres come out, the cadres probably will have casters in them. So that even if you have They've multiple... They've
1: said that the new cadres will have casters, so I don't know about Legacy.
0: Okay, well, well, we'll find out. They certainly have a lot of casters to choose from from Legacy stuff, so we'll see. But yeah. Yeah, that, that is that is one of the issues so far at present. So we're looking at, looking at this, right? So we've had a lot of guns talked about and a lot of focus efficiency as a result. And that means boosts for days. It's um,
1: uh, the, 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 there's the two aspects, right? So there's the lots of guns in the early game, and there's just the lots of attacks in the late game. F- focus efficiency really just pulls everything together in a way that it makes the lists far more resilient than they have any right to. I've I've, I've, I've had so much like I've been doing so much dojo work versus these freaking themed lists, and like I kept on thinking about running Heretic. uh Heretic with this big wide infantry list, was flanked with two big nayslayer squads. I'm like. Our oh, 11 AP nice layers can't be bad right they should be able to do a huge amount of work versus this sort of list cuz they can't be shot and what happens is that my, my during sort of any sort of like thoughts i need to play it a little more i only played it once but during any sort of thoughts about it um if you get the perfect scenario right and all of your nice layers charge in and catch like uh, uh, as many targets as possible which isn't necessarily true the opponent might just essentially like move their entire scuttle their entire army crab like to the right mm-hmm. so they the full front of one unit, but uh, avoid the other, right? Even if you do, yeah, sure. Your naslayers nice might actually kill half his list, like two lights and two heavies each, for instance, and then uh, you lose them all. Yep. And then you're sort of left like, oh, okay. Now I've got to make. Sh- now I've lost my best, my best uh, tool because they're just going to kill all those uh, naslayers, nice and now I'm left with half his army still, two heavies and two lights, who are still putting out a lot of work and a lot of attacks and a lot of focus. And I've now run out of tools to do it. There's a lot of defense and depth. Focus gives you a lot of depth.
0: Yeah, well, especially for things like nayslayers and infantry, you just buy attacks until you run out of models to kill, or you run out of focus. and
1: Or they charge in all- one Signar officer and remove the entire unit.
0: Yeah, well, that's a signor officer. That guy's a fucking beast. He's so yeah. good. Um, I mean,
1: He's, he's, he's no guard officer, but he's close.
0: <laughs> no one is quite like the Winterguard officer in terms of <laughs> effectiveness. Interesting you say it like that, because with some of the rules that they rolled back, yeah, you might have really powerful single stuff, but a lot of the breadth and depth, because when you think about it with a lot of the Mark III armies back in the day, they would have hyper-efficient units as well, right? Just like any other time. But because you could take them in big blobs, right? Like, if you had Dreadrots, right, you could take, you know, 30 Dreadrots. 30 Dreadrots plus the Headless Horseman guy, a Shire or whatever his name is, right? That was that was a list. Certainly, that was a list where you had at, like, WTC. Because guess what? If you ran into the heavy spam, you'd fucking smash all of it. You know? Yeah. yeah. Whereas here now, because of the way the FAs have now changed, and obviously some of the rules have been revoked, probably with good reason in some cases, mm-hmm. Um, it does mean that, yes, once you run out of, like, Nayslayer users, you've got to try and figure out how to win the game without using Nayslayers. Also, it's, the it's, focus... become,
1: it's, it's become very clear that, the, the, that they, they sat down and they were like, look, we have trying to have three editions. How do we make heavies work? Mm-hmm. And they really sat down and thought about it. And, like, like we want to give them good options. We want to make sure that you can't take too many of them because one of the... heavies working means, like, you've got a couple of them. It's not just the entire list. Heavies working because they're all eight points isn't quite what they wanted. And then, like, okay, uh, Squads were too big, which made buffs too effective. So let's make squads much smaller. Like they all almost every change that they made seems targeted at making heavies as tip top as they possibly could be.
0: Yeah. Well we can heavies, it's actually jacks. And I think but that's yeah, even true. also like and you think about it, right? A lot of the best like the best thing I like from say the dusk releases is the light. Their light's actually freaking crazy. Right?
1: Yeah. It um, can be quite expensive, but that
0: light's it pretty can cool. Be but it's freaking good. And again, what, what really do you need? What was the problem with always running a light jack is like the focus you could allocate to a light jack. You could have allocated instead to a heavy. Yeah, that seems bad, but we'll put into a spell or we'll put into a spell. Right. But the big, the direct comparison is it could go either into a heavy or colossal. And so like, well, if you have a limited yeah. focus pool, where do you want it to go? And that's also why in hordes, you saw a lot more use of lights because frankly you could lights were, you know, they weren't that much more expensive to run than heavies and oftentimes like i mean i still a, remember a all the is not an issue yeah and i still remember all this grim lists with say gorehounds, and the gorehounds yeah. were there especially with dreamer and they were there to be basically like the screening flanking things you always wanted those lights to be in war machine but yeah. never really could because in order to be effective at screening flanking you'd have to give it focus and why would you you could instead empower something else yeah anyway so yeah rolling back um With legacy stuff, you can spam a whole bunch of really quite high power heavies for a pretty cheap price. I would say this is definitely more the case with War Machine than Hordes, but I'm sure Hordes have something like of equivalent stature. Right. Hordes, you still- is in,
1: Hordes is in a rough place, I think. It, we're really going to have to see what happens when um, uh, Brian Bods come out. I honestly think that they probably got some stuff in the pipe for Hordes Legacy that's going to come around at the same time as well. They just haven't, honestly haven't thought about it as much.
0: Yeah, I'm- I mean,
1: the, the existence of the old faithful card, right? And um, the Hordes just get to eat shit. Uh, like, uh, I'm sure there's going to be some stuff coming out for Hordes to, to help, it and help them out, but they really are focusing on a warm sheep at first. And that's fine. It's all good. Yeah,
0: well, that's the thing. They are making. That's one of the things with these legacy armies is that it's not like this is it. We're probably stuck with this, right? They have shown the willingness to make changes and to just improve the experience. So, yeah, legacy to that. armies.
1: Legacy armies definitely. i i gonna get. I'm gonna get changes. We'll, we'll, it's it's only gonna be every year, but they will definitely see changes.
0: Yeah, no, I, wish Sometimes
1: it was every six months. That's the Malifaux one, and I really like that. Mm. It just feels a little bit long.
0: Yeah. But a lot of design cycles, and you can't really fault them for that. But they are probably going to prioritize making new shit over making the oh, old 100%. shit slightly shinier.
1: Extremely, yeah. extremely funny that the, that the the game changing uh, updates will occur roughly thirty seconds before CanCon every year <laughs> from now on. It's going to be yeah. very funny.
0: Yeah. Oh god. But again, game...
2: that 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 timeline could also change once like all the legacy stuff is out. Maybe. I
1: do think it'll be because very funny, just for the, the Australian context. I think CanCon is actually going to be the um, like CanCon is going to be a little more crazy than Winnicon.
0: Yeah, I so mean, imagine that's
2: how it's always been. So
0: yeah, for little... for anyone else, imagine like say you're uh like Welsh Masters or your Warfare Weekend qualifier, and literally the week before, if not the night before. All of your the like oh, a whole bunch of changes get made randomly, and now you've still got to go to the tournament, and it's the same kind of size and competition. But you're like, oh fuck. Or you Maybe know, you, if just... you
2: were anyone who participated in the WTC where they changed body and soul.
0: Yeah, true. Or well, Haley as well. Haley three back in the day. No regrets was, though. Fuck that bitch. That was
2: the
1: that was the o- of the OTC where Fiona was changed roughly twenty minutes before we started the first round.
0: Yeah, I remember that because I had to basically go like, okay like I, someone wanted to play Fiona and because I was running the event, I pretty much had to say, okay, if you, you know, you're making the list as this in the event that, because Fiona lost a bunch of warjack points. And so I made the guy make two lists. And in the event that the rules were legal, he could use the list with the updated stuff. And in the event that they weren't, then I'd be like, well, sorry, you got to play this. Thankfully it <laughs> changed again before the event. So if it changed midway through, I'd be like, fuck, what do I do? Do I just go like, all right, now you can play with your new shiny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. oh, like you. Oh um, my pri- god. Pri- privacy press store and the update through the through the thing with nothing but net. Twenty minutes in, easy yep.
0: peasy. Oh jeezie. Oh thank god, that was a headache off my shoulders. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> anyway, yes. So rolling back again. <laughs> new, yeah, legacy stuff. You have access to actually quite like we did talk about. Okay, yes, you're never paying for dead rate weight rules in your, uh, new shiny, like, uh, new shiny Mark IV Prime cool sexiness, cool. However, may I introduce you to a different concept, one that you might like if you are a libertarian at War Machine. You ready for this, Arian? You ready for this, Brian? Mm -hmm. Lums, if you, instead of paying for using rules that you get to pick, lums, if you don't get rules and don't have to pay for them, no taxes, no worries, because you're not using them anyway. (laughs) <laughs> and that's the advantage you have there it's like yeah cool like i could give like i could give aggressive and plus 2 speed to my kadol heavies or relentless charge to my signal ones or relentless charge i think also to the Orgoth ones or eternally how about i just take this nomad what's its role it has one i guess tried and true and it gets plus 2 to charge attack rolls on it, its power 18 sword and it's nine points and you can just work out the rest from there because it's nine points for a power 18 fight man what right. is
1: upsetting is that the Nomad, which might be the only model that has less of the special rules than the Guards Driller.
0: Yeah, well, the Driller has like actually the, the Driller so has a sturdy. That's It has sturdy and armor twenty. Like those are some good rules and sustained attack. It's like this. the The Driller is good, right? I, rem- but, I remember.
1: Cam- I remember Cameron during the the Con, was running on that Hellmouth height, and then he slapped the Driller, and it was like I push you, and he's like, no. Cameron's like, well, I lose, I guess.
0: Yep. Yeah. and <laughs> well, sucked guess in. Yes, I'll die because <laughs> i'll die then yeah that is one of the strengths or like yeah you might have less rules but especially on the better models and you have a lot of models to choose from so there is the possibility you run into them things like say the or even it's power 17 now it still has access to aggressive which is one of the fucking best rules you can put on a melee heavy in general yeah it's just good
1: you you the the legacy, so, yeah. the, legacy you're, you're looking for for efficiency but i don't think you really most of the time you can't really match these sort of the same kind of efficiency. You're looking elsewhere. You're looking for models of a certain cost that will punch above their weight.
0: Yes. Uh, uh, I think that, with that's leg- just what you
1: gotta do. You can't you can't really afford to bring stuff that doesn't really punch above its weight.
0: Yeah. And you can find good examples for it. I, I think with most of the legacy armies uh, that have good empower, the main drawback is actually your empower is actually better than the new what factions. And it's often cheaper, but it has an FA cap and you just got to live with that and probably figure out lists that play around with it. So you're not really throwing like eight heavies on the table with Kishtar and a bunch of Warwitch Covens and going to town. It's more like you're going to have a decently sized battle group with a caster who probably can spend the focus and then also have other stuff that doesn't use focus to go with it. Like take Menoth, right? Menoth... Honestly, I haven't seen them on the table because no one locally is playing them, and it's also men. It's also Menoth, so I'm not exactly unhappy with that turn of events. But I know that Menoth is actually quite a good legacy army for a couple of reasons, and Templars, one of them, baby. yeah, one of them is that vassals are again extremely strong because you've got empower and you also got enliven. Which remember, these days you can't free strike a model, so if yeah. you punch a guy. If you punch a Templar. And you damage it, you commit a microaggression. For it. it's like I don't want to be any part of this, and just walks away. And what are you going to do? You can't do anything. You can't free strike and hit in the back again and go, aha. Yeah. That that's it. That's it. Congratulations. Uh, party It would better.
1: be. It would be nice. Uh, I, I actually think Protector would have been in a very good position, except the um, fuck, what's it called? Uh, uh, pretty much all the Mark IV factions have easy access to magical attacks for their um warjacks.
0: Oh. So. Yeah. Um, actually, if, if, forget, if that, if that forget, wasn't true,
1: Menoth would be in a really strong position. with would in a
0: silly spot, yeah. Well, forget that, because also, like, I think actually almost every faction has a good access to Magical, and there's also the card that a lot of people are running, yeah. anyhow, which is I've the blessed well, card.
1: I, if, you, if you've got something that can run on a bunch of stuff, or even one model, and you force your opponent to use a card to deal with it, it's not like Arcane Shield, right? Arcane Shield is not really there for the first attack, for the first thing you cast it on anymore. It's for the second. Yeah. If a opponent doesn't have blessed or a way of removing Arcane Shield natively and they have to use the command cards, then swapping that mid-game, after, if you can tease it out and then swap it onto something else of an appreciable value, then that Arcane Shield is going to make so much more value than they ever could have otherwise. Yeah, correct. My, uh, the, the things have really sort of come out to me for what you could do. If you're planning on brawling the Mark IV factions with the legacy faction, which is hard work. It is really hard to get into a fisti- fisticust brawl with the efficiency just comes into play. Really hard over it. You have to have a way of getting into melee. You have to have a way of sustaining the, sustaining the damage in that attack, and you have to have multiple waves of doing that. It's hard. Um, it's really it, hard to do.
0: Yeah, I think you. Ideally, if you if you're playing into a Mark IV army, realistically, what you actually what is like top priority is support removal funnily enough, one of the reasons Menoth is good is that they have Redeemers. And Redeemers are extremely good at range 16 and speed 5, just natively, of just blowing up random support dickheads. Uh, Especially the Kador ones, because they're single wound guys. Like, even the Signal ones will take longer, but it's still a boosted gun that you you can just scatter bomb a couple of times and do the damage. But more importantly, if you start removing the um, support solos, Especially say Orgoth. Orgoth want to be quite aggressive with their covens to threaten the Dark Shroud. When you start yeah. doing that, that's when you start clipping the wings off of the uh, the mark IV list, right? And not every faction has these tools, to be fair. And that's one of the big issues, yeah. right? Um, uh, but that's Grim- something Grimkin, that makes I, I just, as as a Grimkin. Yeah, Grimkin. can are all a circle player. You know I what? Actually, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna answer. say this. Grimkin and Circle, both of you guys, can get fucked cuz I've had an entire edition of having to deal with your shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um if,
1: if if that's why I think a lot of the Hordes factions are actually stuck in in that a lot of the guns that you got is not very good and you are kind of stuck trying to get into a heavy melee brawl with a Mark IV faction
0: mm-hmm. and
1: Fury is just not what it used to be compared to Focus. Yes. And, and you have to spend points on all of your fury mitigation things if you have them at all in your army. And, yeah, it's it's real bad news bears because you often don't have the ability to get to the support. You have to fight the enemy heavies head on. It's rough. Like, yep. the Warpull Stalker is a damn good model. It really is. But it is a 15-point wolf Stalker, which is delivered by Wormwood, which is about, like, the best-case scenario you possibly can, it is honestly one of the hardest-hitting models in the game. You'll go in you'll kill a heavy, and then you'll probably die. Mm-hmm. Really hard to, to not just get, end up in that sort of a trade, um, because often they'll just have enough boosted guns that you have to pop all of your defensive stuff early. It's, yeah, so that that's that's why I think that, like, Horde's factions are in, the Horde's legacy is in the real rough place, and it will be really interesting to see meta-wise what they come up with, because I don't think it's impossible to win, of course. Yeah. But you, you have to come up with some real real nasty sort of you have to really think about the matchups that you're playing and how you're going to actually win the efficiency off
0: yes one of the other issues as well with the hordes factions is that in general they tended towards the higher defense and lower armor end of the spectrum and i think in this new edition that's they're definitely a problem uh, for a couple of reasons. One is a lot of the guns, as Arian mentioned at one point, they are well. First of all, you got enough focus to just boost a bunch of shots. That's good. Yeah. Uh, second, a lot of the guns just have random utility effects that just accidentally fuck you up. Volume five, for instance, is so good into circle. Like holy shit. Um, last, like, last game I played versus Chris, like I, I felt
1: like I, I, I it, it was late game. He was, it was going back and forth, but we could have maybe made it and randomly he shot out my cage rages um he he knocked me down with a momentum gun which he just had a random shot of and he knocked out my spirit mm-hmm. And that suddenly meant that i had no ability to actually deal with um to deal with one of his uh, uh one of his other heavies which means the cage rager goes down and then he's too heavy versus my one
0: yep and i'm pretty sure at some point a bunch of like um what you call it like volume fired mana warders just- shredded uh heavy i know that happened at least i don't think they got this i think they got one of your skinny that's right i got one of your skin and moons just using volume fire right because sure did def 13 armor 19 i think you were at that point and it's like okay cool so def 13 means i hit you on a six and armor 19 is dice off five which by modern um, mk4 standards where there's a lot of armor 22 things around specifically to deal with this kind of shit it's like oh this is a walk in the park. I'm basically, compared to the, what I'm usually used to, I'm almost double boosted at this point, right? Because you've got three less arm into what you, quote, should have. Yeah. yeah. You know what? While we're going into it, because of the efficiency aspect of Mark IV, there are a couple of things. The the sliders have moved a bit further forward, and you can go, oh, Codex script in this case. <gasps> Scary. But it's in yeah. part because you can tailor your army a bit more but here, yep. here's here's the few sliders so first of all yes guns much more efficient though you pretty much have focus to fuel any of them the second thing is that in general all of the melee base ranges that you used to have have like that your standard heavies have are about 12 to 13 inches pretty common um when you think about it say orgoth their base heavy is speed five reach with charge, it's a ten, and they have access to redline on any caster, so it's a twelve. So that's just no tricks and no tricks, no funny shit. It's twelve. Yeah. Obviously, if you have Sabreth, you have a hell of a trick, and now it's seven, 19, Sorry, it's nineteen because yeah. they get plus seven speed. But yeah, so it's twelve. Cardor, your base threats are twelve and thirteen, just in general, because you have access to Avenging Force and Superiority. And quote, oh, you're you're comboing two spells, but one of the spells is so insanely powerful. It basically takes a rack slot on every caster, I would say, except for uh, Valeri, because he has Escort instead. And so yeah. he gets the 12, everyone else gets the 13. And for Signar, theirs is just 11, quote, just because they have Jackhammer. It can be much further because you can do the repo card to repo forward, or you can just run and Jackhammer. You know how yeah, much it's actually
1: 11's actually only their power 17 melee as well.
0: Correct, yeah. And... In addition, they they have Wolf, so Wolf gets them up to thirteen without having to char, without having to do any jackhammer tricks. Yep. Although he can also jackhammer, so there's man. that, right? Yeah, he can jackhammer. Is a silly and... man. Wolf is a Wolf is uh what was it uh Captain Stats I think is one of the, I think Bradley shout out to Bradley again. Coin is like Captain or Commander Stats, right? Yeah, Signals like... um, the, <laughs> the
1: one one of the few ones where don't they don't have a jack buff. Like they do not they don't have any jack jack buff. Um... Uh, speed buffs in their
0: rack at all yeah your speed buff is jackhammer which is yeah i guess it works it's definitely a buff it's, of sorts it's hard to
1: do but yeah it's a,
0: it's a buff yeah so that's one thing to consider whereas a lot of the legacy stuff is still working often on range brackets of about melee threats of 10 to 11 and 11 yeah. would be involving a caster buff like this is like it was rare to get a caster through in reliably 13 or 14 inches with a melee heavy that usually was a feat involved or it was their whole shtick chromac
1: is pretty much the like as, uh, as far as i can think the the limit of legacy speeds Except
0: uh there is one very major exception to that oh yeah oh it's Callus 2 callous 2 is a fucking giga chad because oh, sure. he's over but yeah oh, like sure, that's yeah. And, yeah, like, uh, I guess also while we're at it, I think Shay gets it similar. But Shay, again, has to use a feat to de- get that kind of threat range. Uh, yeah. Whereas a lot of this legacy stuff is turn by turn. So, yeah. Yeah. If you're, um, if you're fighting... Anyway, all doom and gloom. Woo! It's always us, right? But, yeah, if you're fighting...
1: <laughs> it's not even doom and gloom. It's just, like, it, it, the, the recognition that you have... The, the, the older armies are... The, the legacy armies are bigger. But if you're talking... like caveat which we really should attach to all this is this is of course uh if you're tryharding uh really hard like we are
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> True. Thing, like
1: if, if, if not every Athena list in the game is going to be four heavens four lights all packed to the guild with guns, ready to play uh, giga car slot
0: yeah in addition by the way a lot of those like that Athena list is not actually good into a lot of yes. mark for new armies so, the, thing
1: I th- the thing I think Brad, uh, Brad when, when we talked about it, the, the reason you can get away with it, because it's mainly there to scare people into him playing Wolf.
0: <laughs>
1: and Wolf like running a, four infantry guys with his feet uh, is takes a very different skill set and army lists than taking on Athena, so having something that can handle both is a very difficult um, thing.
0: You mean, you're Despite talking about I'm, the classic reason to slot Kara Sloan into your Signal pairing. 100%.
1: Yeah, yep, 100%, yep 100%, Except as Kara who has more late game.
0: Yeah, scary. And is a yeah. defensive component as well, which is also scary. Yeah. Okay, so, so we've fast. talked a fair bit about like the strengths of Mark IV armies. So we should actually talk about what makes a good legacy army. I'm going to start and say it. I think, based on my experience and the experience of the other members of Dark Guidance, and in Millie, we haven't played all of the legacy armies because there's fucking a lot of them, and there are more coming out. Hell, by the time you listen to this cast, who knows? There's probably going to be, like, five new mercenary factions like, for armies to <laughs> gain. But the best I one... yeah, I, I said five. Okay, fine. Six of them. There you go, Cephalix. But the best one to me is Signar, which I really hate to say, but... Uh, uh, and you look at what we asked for, right? So, first of all, we might as well go in order. Warcasters, right? They have... A very strong pairing out of the box of Cray and Siege. Uh, yep. They cover two different skews, and Darius exists. I have a feeling he's actually decent, but it's also like he's kind of boring. Cool. Uh, Jax, you have the most efficient volume fire gun in the game, I believe, which is the Cyclone. Again, uh,
1: I th- think it's technically a little less efficient than the New Cardola one because doesn't they have they have essentially have a Cyclone gun on one arm?
0: Yeah, except that one is Rat Five, and also the yeah. it's a lot more expensive. And it's speed four. Don't get me wrong, like a dire wolf or a, a great bear with a grinder is is pretty good. Like, it, look, it's actually competing more with the tyrant because of the same speed. The tyrant has a higher power, and I can't remember if it's a similar rattle one less. Um, but the tyrant basically would give it a run for its money. But the tyrant with that loadout also costs a fuck ton of points. Yeah. Whereas you yeah. have yeah. a twelve point fucking cyclone, which <laughs> is it like it's everything you'd want from there. Like. I if you want an it, example, by the way, it, of almost like... Yeah, my
1: example is the better one. I'm sorry. Whatever example you're going to pull out, it's going to be the one I did at CanCon, where um, uh, Gatorix, Spiny Growth, in a trench, uh, got hit by a pin cushion and died to two Cyclones, who then, um, who then repoed out of range of uh, Chromac
0: 2's feet. Oh, <laughs> uh, get fucked. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was not fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, yes. we're at it, what I was actually going to use as an example is if you want an example of almost like Mark IV shooting power levels to Mark III ones, is compare the Cyclone to the Defender. And I know mm. that they're both in the same army, but the Defender is almost like what you'd expect of a stereotypical Jack of like, okay, this is a Jack with a gun. This is the kind of damage put you can get, which is one power 15 shot, admittedly at quite long range. Whereas the Cyclone is like, this is more what you'd go to Mark IV, which is 2D3. Shots at one less power, two extra rat, and yeah, because of the volume fire, like while we're talking focus efficiency, this was one of the things with it is that volume fire is just so good for focus efficiency because you boost a lot less. You're not wasting one focus just yeah. on attack boost. It also it, it gets a boost means...
1: exactly on the attack or damage roll, what you want according to the target. we will the opponent who brings a large large base cast on.
0: Yeah, correct. They yeah. <laughs> just
1: get shoot. So, so, the Cyclone with acts as a Pincushion so is an you know, absolutely it's, absurd pack. Honestly, hack.
0: It even without Pincushion, right? Like, the Cyclone is just a solid gun jack, right? They have some other stuff that's effective, I'm sure, but honestly, I haven't... Like, Char- Centurions are actually quite strong still, and they actually have the casters to run them, uh, especially Cray, honestly. They have a bunch of other things too, which probably is decent, but yeah, those are, like, the main standouts to me.
1: Right, um, yeah, it's like... Ch- so uh, now, it, is, uh, I think are really actually
0: are decent now because they are fucking cheap. <laughs>
1: They're They're nine points. Nine
0: points is nine points finally, a points value I actually might pay an iron for an ironclad. And uh, the, <laughs> the, the
1: the check the check mark again is the um signal has a three man unit within power. Yes rather than a one unit. point solo within power. And you know, the FAs F8. actually really start to work
0: the fa is two which is a bit sad but honestly most mk4 armies i would not like i wouldn't want to take more than two units of um empower guys anyway like there would probably be a few exceptions and but honestly at that point it's it's the usual argument of okay cool like empower is actually not like usual support a lot of times it's very point sufficient because you're basically getting one point to make something with a much better output a lot more effective right Arcanists are not really good, but each Arcanist is a swing with a mace or a boost on a, like, a Gatling gun, right? Like, you know, that's good, right? Uh, Similarly, Sigmar combat engineers, right? They are one of the best power bots out there because they have dig in to survive, which is, you know, definitely not bad. Unit selection rise, trencher infantry are extremely well, so strong think, at I, killing I people.
1: Just, just, to fo- just to focus on it, right? So remember, we were saying before, the, the, the way you're doing is you're trying to cheat trades and out efficiency in Mark IV Army, right? The Mark IV armies, they stand and brawl better than anyone. Cray wants very little to do with a stand and brawl game, but he can cheat the fuck out of trades by just pointing at someone okay. and going, uh, that guy dies to Cyclones, and uh, then we're walking away. Yes. Uh, all you have to do is not lose on Scenario.
0: Check um, again and, if you want to. If you want a tool to not lose on scenario, I've got one for you. It's oh, yeah, look at that, it's the Centurion again. Ah, oh, crazy. Uh, the Centurion is
1: way less good than he used to be, but yeah, because now he can be, he can be charged by anyone except um yeah, constructs.
0: Uh, I believe that was the case in Mark three N. No, Ma- you... no
1: Mark three. He could be he, he, his thing was no, you, you can't charge me from the front.
0: Oh, that's right. They changed it. They changed it back yeah. to what it was in Mark two. Well, anyway, yeah. at this point, that kind of doesn't matter because you're not getting charged by. To be honest, he's an armor 21 heavy at 11 points. He's fine. Yeah, and he has access to iron horse, so you know that's good too. That fixes a lot of his weaknesses. So yeah. Yeah, So that's the first way
1: of cheating it. The other way with trencher army is to use um uh, siege Brisbane with trenches. Now there's a spell which like there's this thing about infantry. Uh, a lot of infantry find it very difficult to trade up in this Brave New World, mainly because any buffs that you put onto them, they don't go as far. If you lose half the squad, for instance, all of a sudden you're only getting like three attacks. So you want infantry that's resilient, you want infantry that's fast, and you want infantry that hits hard. Uh, the, that's the perfect trifecta, so if you, so that's the way you can actually cheat a trade with a heavy. This is why Nayslayers are so good, right? Nayslayers, mm-hmm. they they, they, um, they fall down with feign death, so they can't be shot most of the time. Uh, they're quite fast because they've got access to desperate pace and um, and reach, and they hit really hard with AP. So that's the trifecta. That's what makes a perfect sort of trade up kind of squad. Now, trencher infantry. Look at these guys with guns. Ignore the guns. The guns are pointy sticks. <laughs> don't look, don't look at the rifles. The rifles are not not the important thing here. It, they're nice to have.
0: Now, the uh, rifles are important because when you can't charge in, you're just going to do sea rats. You're just going to have the entire squad sea rat something. And you move on with your life. <laughs> yeah,
1: the bayonet is a power ten, range two for some fucking reason. <laughs> but a brutal charge uh, um, uh, attack. So the power ten, they got gonna power twelve. They've got a solar that makes them power fourteen. And Anton Hitch and Siege Brisbane has um, a battle lust which makes them weapon master, and he's got a feat that gives them plus three 3-inch threat range. So all of a sudden they're going six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, thirteen 14 inch threat uh with a power uh, 14 weapon master
0: Are they does that including desperate pace f- from siege as that well that is
1: not including desperate pace from oh, siege. oh i'm sorry well, you forgot course. about
0: desperate pace as well I forgot,
1: I forgot that he has a five inch threat range extension on the squad yeah so see, siege is really good at cheating trades uh using this because he'll be able to do this on like one or two squats it depends on how ballsy you're feeling because battle is a two-cost spell uh, you can launch a bunch of trenches at your opponent a million inches and then the rest of them come in behind and due to the feet, they dig in yeah which means that they're perfectly prepared for the next turn where you battle us twice again when um, did trenches you,
2: become a melee unit and did trenches Mach, become an
1: incredible melee unit mark
0: mark four <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's our fa4 yeah so this is the, the this is the sort of the one of the second ways of trying to win this brawling game of rather than playing jack versus jack uh you play uh infantry and you play resilient fast infantry that can knock out their jacks first because i say knock jacks jacks first the thing is about these sorts of trencher infantries and things is that they'll kill uh any of the squads that you put in front of them as well yeah you can hit as hard as possible you mean it means that your target kind of becomes irrelevant you don't have to futz around with like oh here's my anti anti-infantry squad and here's my anti-heavy squad if everything hits that hard then you can just ignore that whole rigmarole
0: yeah um and trenches by general especially with like maxwell like they are quite accurate especially for line infantry so yeah. that's good too yeah and they've
1: also got the Carly
0: cannon which is just absurd absolutely
1: oh insane. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was I, what the the third, hell way happened? You, the,
0: Look. the third way you cheated is basically you just have random like random riot quest models because there are no <laughs> riot quest models of the new factions but there certainly are and good old riot quests always breaking war machines so if anyone doesn't know captain carly can attach to any weapon crew almost all weapon crews are speed Oh uh, sorry speed three The exception being the express team, which is what Carly used to be able to only attach to, which is speed six. Well, Carly is just by default speed six. She can, because of the way movement now works, she can use that movement to just basically grab the cannon and use her burly strong ogre arms to go and throw it right in front of her. Carry the crew on her broad shoulders, throw it right in front of her and have it shoot three times.
1: Yep. Don't worry. The the trencher cannon is only a, let's just quickly check this up here a rat eight boosted to hit a uh, power 13 uh brutal damage gun huh
0: aoe2 so you know yeah, you might right absolutely kill some support yeah and that like with the huh. master gunner it costs 11 points and without the master gunner it costs eight points yeah and um, honestly Captain carly
1: gets to make a bunch of shots too she's grants she grants them hunter her gun is also a power 14 aoe2 which she shoots twice
0: Uh, Right eight as well, because she also gets the bonus from the master gunner as well. Like you know, just good stuff, right? Okay. Look, private press. Why
1: do I have to respect cyclones and trencher cannons?
0: Yeah, this is how you know, guys. By the way, that we've been lying through our teeth this entire thing. Mark, war machine is dead, and how do we know? Because trencher cannons and cyclones are the shit. Like yeah. that is obviously things that's obviously the reality check. That's the like, you know, wake up people. Sure
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure in Revelations it's one of the, the the uh things saying that the Antichrist is coming.
0: What people from rising from the dead and trenchers becoming good again? Yeah, tre- <laughs> Trencher,
1: Trencher Cannon's becoming good. Yes. The Antichrist is Captain Carly.
0: <laughs> I thought it was cray, but alright, Sean. Sure. <laughs> yeah looking for those
1: little things i say little things they're kind of absurd but like looking for ways that you can bring more heavies than your opponents and run them efficiently running uh, hordes of infantry that just hit way above their 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 pay grade that's the sort of thing you've got to be looking for and this is something. This I uh, I want to make it clear that even though I played Devourer's host and I have this opinion, Chris was the one who brought this up first. But I kind of want to talk a little bit about Devourer's host in that if you look at the host with the with the Mark III mindset, it feels like it should be fine, but it just doesn't fit in Mark IV. And it's really interesting as an example why it doesn't quite fit in Mark IV. You look at a lot of these things. And you're like uh, Ravagers, man. Ravagers got went to eight boxes, which means that they should be surviving a lot more. They're functionally immune. To to like a bunch of different kinds of gunshots. so got Bridget and Cole who trades up so hard. You've got you've, you know, you've got access to walk stalkers, you've got access to um, uh, Wormwood. Wormwoods. Yep. Yeah. And you feel like it all should all come together in this really interesting sort of package where it can all get delivered by Wormwood's feet, because Wormwood's feet is still one of the best delivery feats in the game. And uh, you should just be able to get the mother of all alphas, and it's really hard for your opponent to come back from it. And then after playing it a few times, if you're playing in the kiddie pool and no one and everyone's just trying to work out how Mark IV works. It's fine. it's fine it's still a problem that people need to solve if you start trying to smash the same thing in the mark 4 armies you are going to bounce off so hard and it's not fun because your ravages are two small units right so a power 15 uh, four power 15 charges does not kill a, a a regular heavy it doesn't kill a 12 18 heavy right best case scenario you're putting a curse of shadows under something and they become power 17s and you might kill some of the weaker heavies in a light but you're not actually Doing all that much. If you're not killing a heavy, they've got access to plenty of repairs, they've got access to plenty of and they've got access to World Faithful, which means that the Ravage unit just dies straight away after not actually doing anything for 13 points. Walk Stalkers, very good, but you don't have the resources to run them efficiently because they take a bunch of Fury. Fury is quite hard to manage now because all of your Fury management's out of the game. And so the Stalker will charge in, might be able to remove a heavy after Wormwood's feet. You'll move back six inches, and then your opponent will have fellows. Opposition or, or something like if they'll always have something. Or they might treat the chain, or just shoot it to death.
0: Well, actually, this is one of the issues. Remember, I was talking about the average melee threat range of Mark IV is just in general a lot higher with yeah. the new armies. Yeah, so that's one thing you're going to have to consider because it's like okay, you can spring back six, and a lot of times because of the way that it worked back in the day. That was usually fine. You were usually outside the threat of your opponent's heavies. Now that's not necessarily the case. And of course, as you said, even in the event that that is not such a problem, you're still going to run into the issue. It's like, okay, they just spool up their guns, and then either you just eat a bunch of railgun shots to the face, or you just get shredded by a quad bolter, or some grind, or just some heavy chain guns.
1: Yeah. And, um,. It's, it's interesting where it's like all of the, like, you, you still remember, you've got all the, all the corpse things so you can eat full squads. It's, sometimes you still get to do that, but honestly not so much. Squads versus squads, because squads now sort of feel a little more like um, single entities now uh, because of the way that the movement works, they're really contained in, into themselves. Uh, squ- when a squad smashes into another squad, it's really hard for them to not just kill. kill Like, squads yeah. have turned a little bit into heavies in that, like, the one who hits first is often the one who hits.
0: Oh, yeah, you're not gonna half kill a ravager unit. You're gonna kill the whole ravager unit, or probably none of it, right? Yeah. There are of course the exceptions, which is units with repo, and that's why units with repo are fucking great. <laughs> but yeah.
1: Yeah. Then you're looking at the the, the three casters you can play. What would has a fuck ton of dead spells. He's paying for a lot of stuff that he's just not gonna be using. Stranglehold is good, but unreliable. Rapid growth is something that you don't really want to cast if you've got strange growth. Uh, hellmouth is a atrocious cost for spell. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: sorry, Poor no. hellmouth. I got, I got to think. Rapid growth is still fine. That's the that's the forest. Sorry, I was thinking dark path. Rapid growth is probably the best spell on this card, which is a little sad. Coastal shadows, which is fine, but also very expensive. Yeah. And a lot of the times, you in order to play wormwood, you are like strange growth in Cassius is running around, and you're like casting a single spell and bringing Cassius back, so you don't just become a stationary-ish model. Like you've got, yeah, you got these dead spells you've got models that just aren't quite able to trade up the way you want them to, they trade one to one, which is fine, but then you're getting into a brawl with someone who just has more resources than you, and that's, get it, talk, talk about a world War one or two, like if you get into a, a straight fist cup brawl with someone with more resources than you, you are just going to lose it might be a slow loss, but you're probably going to lose
0: yeah, you need, some, you need some tricks to cheat things out right, and that may not yeah. necessarily yeah. always be the case um, I don't
1: know, think it's I, I don't think it's the end of the world. I actually, um, if at some point, uh, if I'm feeling it, I'm enjoying Grimkin a lot, and um, Secret Dominion will probably catch me a bit again, so I can play my Rockman. But um, please give me Brad, I guess, That's all I want. Um, <laughs> I think this is gonna be fucking great if he's uh, anything like he used to be. That's a tr- that's a uh, synergy and a plus five inch uh, threat range extender. That's that's a way to cheat trades.
0: Yeah. Sure is. Um,
1: I do think that there might be a wormwood list out there where you where you just play heavies. Like you pretty much just ignore the farm and you just go, here's some riphorns, uh, and you rely on primal to manage your fury for you.
0: The classic circle manage the fury by basically never worrying about it.
1: Yeah, and so then yeah. you just did the thing of just like I've got stalkers, I got riphorns, I've got ferals, and I got it, And I'll take more heavies than you have, uh, and I'll take a seat, which means that I'm gonna hit first. And uh I'm going to try to remove half of your list, survive the hitback, and remove the rest with what I've. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is an extremely unsubtle list, but I think there might be the capacity to play it. Yeah. Yeah, and like that's the sort of thing that you've you've got to think about. If you try if you're trying to use if you just try to use stuff that was good in Mark III, it's not going to be you're not going to be cutting the mustard because you are just going to lose a long game versus someone who is more prepared for it.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what you need. Like, you need to have a bit of a change in mindset in order to deal with the new Mark IV stuff. Because, like, but it's not any different to when there's a new edition or even there's a yeah. new update. The the whole game changes. So yeah, I don't even want to approach this from the from the perspective of being a salty circle
1: player, right? Like, it's it's
0: yeah. you just
1: have to you just have to take take the the idea that what was good before might not be good now. Yeah. And You are going to be stuck. Like I think it was especially uh, rough for me because I stopped playing a long time ago, so my sort of uh, my perspective of what was good was frozen in amber a while ago, and all of a sudden I'm coming back, and then like the game changed in a long, uh, a lot of times uh, between uh, the last play and here. And yeah, you you just gotta uh, roll with it. And um, I'm uh, I'm gonna reveal
0: this to you, Arian, is that. It wasn't a lot that long ago for us either, because you know <laughs> we came from a part where Circle Warp Wolves were like the basically the the glass hammer that shattered all things, and now yeah it's like well a lot of the stuff got pruned back and look at what happened. So yeah. yeah, while we're at it, we might as well focus on like say yeah there's a couple of like the the Mark IV the Mark III legacy armies that almost get there, and a couple I think that really do get there. So Grimkin, we've sort of said at length, I think the issue there is that you lack the spot removal. Crucible Guard I think, on the other hand.
1: Uh, I, I, I want to say, say that. I think Gris Grimkin is actually very good. Uh, I, I personally have just been smashing into Athena, who I think is, I mean, uh, to, to, to reveal the song, I think Athena is well, way too strong. Um,
0: <laughs> I think your issue, actually, and I think this is an issue that it's everyone... It's particularly
1: bad if you're running a melee horde into it. No,
0: nah, I remember we were talking about this after, the game, after that Games Night, and here's the issue, right? Is that most, by and large, most of the Mark III armies can give a good go and honestly actually do quite well into the legacy stuff unless the Mark IV new armies go full d And at that point, it just becomes a game no one wants to play because, like, it's a game where basically everyone just groans and, like, has to search their toolbox. And previously, you'd have an entire bench to do so, and now not so much the case. Like, look, Circle have always always hated getting shot and getting their fragile wolves just get hit by some lucky shots or a gun that says okay you just die now because it's like it didn't matter if it was a cate heavy cannon on a great bear or what it used to be back in the day which is a fucking field gun that aims joe shouts at it erosk shouts at it some more it knocks you down and then you die right like that that was just how circled goes yep it's just that now you're like, it's the same thing. It's just that now in the event that they have access to, like, it's not like they're going to have like one of these D gen guns. It's going to be a lot of them and you're going to have to deal with like that kind of thing. So you almost want in a healthy ecosystem you almost want a bunch of Mark IV armies to be playing into each other, so that people aren't tempted to go full Dejan. <laughs> or if they no, are, the Mark, IV,
1: the Mark IV armies have quite good anti um, anti gunline and anti tech They're very good at um, beating each other and getting into fair fights with each other. So yeah, it's definitely it, it's a change in design philosophy, which is which will reward people who play Mark IV, and whether you want to call that codex creep or not it's kind of up to
0: you
1: yeah uh, I, would, uh, I would prefer uh, not to think of it in that it isn't I re- think it is a... it's not
2: codex, codex creep purely on the basis that it's an addition change which for most games I think you need to expect a big shakeup in terms of what you expect to be good and bad so um, It's, it's, I, it's a say... shake up,
1: but like if you shake up a box and like the same factions are coming to the top each time it does mean that there is a structural difference. Yeah.
0: yeah so, structural
1: imbalance in things.
0: So what you're telling me is that the new edition is in fact not balanced because Signal once again rise to the top. <laughs> I've read the internet. I know how good people think Cignar are. <laughs> the you the can't whitest, fool me
1: with your luck. The you're whitest princess. cream has risen to the top. There you
2: go. But um, I think I th- we just need to accept that like these new factions have been designed with a completely different philosophy in mind. And yeah. to be honest, those that is the Mark Mark IV philosophy. They've tried to retroactively fit old factions into that, but it's not yeah. going to be just an automatic translation.
1: Yes. Well, yeah, they, the new factions are, are built uh, hand in glove. They are the way to play the game, right? They have built them. This is the this is the way you to build to play Mark IV. The other legacy factions are trying to keep up. Yep. And hopefully with some erratas and some time and some ingenious and handsome people's, people in the community working out some strategies, maybe Devourer's Host actually is good, and I am very wrong. And I would be very glad to know that.
0: Yeah, well, look, uh, even if Devourer's Host, even if you're correct right now, you might not be correct in two months' time, or four months' yeah. time, or whenever stuff comes out. Because yeah, a lot of these, that's actually one thing to keep very much in mind, is that none of these uh, Mark III Legacy Armies are complete because they're missing their battle engines and they're missing the Colossals, and in some cases just missing a whole bunch of other random shit uh, yeah. that didn't quite go, the trans like, transition just fine. Uh, hell, yeah. like, if you're playing Cephalix, you, you can't. There's no Cephalix <laughs> army, right? <laughs> yeah, so that will be a thing. Um, I have, there's,
1: a, there's one final thing as well. Like, this is a big, big world, and one which I know I am not, I don't think any of us are really into, sort of clued into this way of playing, but assassination is still just as viable, and if you want to, like, you can ignore almost everything that we've said. If your plan is just kill the caster, bro.
0: So this is very, very. <laughs> That's a very important.
2: Mark II strategy.
0: No, mm. this is actually extremely important to keep in mind because one thing with all the legacy armies is that legacy army, legacy armies, and their casters are basically designed to be the focus stat that they are, and. They're designed that if they have enhancements to their spells range, it is stuff you have to pay for. Now, if everyone looks down, scrolls down to the command card. Oh look at that, the first card is Arcane Forces, one of the best cards in the game for random shenanigans. Oh yeah. look at that power swell as well. Exi- so this is really important. Any caster who had Callows now can cast it at range 15. Any caster that had Stranglehold, who'd probably never want to cast it in general, can cast it at range 15. Range 17 sometimes, for both cases, if they have one of those random plus-two-inch spell range solos. This heretics, is is ex- heretics is extremely funny for this fucking oh no the worst one is fucking animag especially because you're already going to be tilting people with Hellmouth again another great thing to go fuck with mark new armies when you just like remember the hellmouth don't worry the hellmouth remembers you <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah like ostrum for instance if you've got like ostrum has stranglehold it's probably not something you really would ever want to cast normally because you get killed except oh look at that you can have arcane forces yeah um like, Legion, actually, I think, are quite strong. Their main weakness to me is that, frankly, their heavy stat line dies to volume fire. And that, that's, that's <laughs> really... Dies to Doom
1: Blade, brackets volume fire.
0: Yeah. It's like... <laughs> it's kind of sad, but, but... Yeah, like, they have three extremely cool, unique, and actually quite strong casters. You have Animag, the stats lady, who, again, has range 17 gallows, just in the back pocket, and Hexblast, by the way. You have hmm. Kalos, who has like a fucking crazy assassination threat. And again, as I found out, at some point they changed Overrun such that Overrun just allows you, you can use Overrun if you kill a bottle with any attack, not necessarily just ranged or melee, which means that you can trigger Overrun with Kalos using his nuke. Huh. Uh, yeah, that's good. Kalos huh. more efficient. And Thagrosh is Thagrosh. He still does Thagrosh things. Like, these are He's all. He's still really
1: hard to assassinate because of that fucking shredder.
0: I mean the shredder, he shits out. He, he like just like, shit. You you shoot him, and he just takes a dump. And it's like, oh look, it's a shredder now. Oh, turns out,
1: it turns out, manifest destiny is also a good yeah. spell.
0: You have hellmouths. You have chosen, which are fucking chonky-ass bitches. Um, yeah, legion.
1: Legion's a Le- legion is up there. I think they were. I think they are as good, if not maybe second to first army.
0: I I think they're worse because of the volume fire slash weakness that way. But yes, it's not like they're like. They lose to that, but they have actually a very good matchup to a lot of other random shit that uh, the new armies can do. Crucible Guard as well. Crucible Guard can run the same thing that they used to run, which is Ass now with their new great UA called Dr. Mosby, who now just is, like, decided, you know what, guys? I'm tired of working with unreliable mercenaries. I want to work with assault troopers and yeah. failed experiments and shit. And also, Crucible Guard have the gun line to actually fight into all of this shit they may have lost access to their hyper-powered Vindicators they used to have, and they, they may need to tweak some things around, but it's there. It's probably there. And as a and limited like Bennett's faction... Got,
1: Bennett's, got, Bennett's got Windstorm and also a hell, hell of an assassination.
0: Yeah, I think Bennett... It's like, you could do Bennett Luke, Bennett Lucas, Bennett uh, Baldwin. Honestly, like, Bennett, I think, is one of the ones you really want in there. But yeah, fuck, she's good. Um. Anyway, yeah, like... Crucible Guard, again, because they're also a quote, lesser faction, they of course therefore have more models. Uh, Convergence, I mean, you've got eight casts, there's gotta be something there. I there's honestly haven't, I haven't thought about it much. You, you have actually nine, because you have asphyxis 4. You're the only ones who got a Gatsby 4, and congratulations. That, mean, that means that you can do to, something.
1: I don't think we need to go through all the factions, because we don't. We're, we honestly no. are talking out of our arse on it. I think that there is tech in every faction somewhere, and people gotta pan for that goal. Uh, don't, uh, uh, don't lose heart facing a mark four faction and just uh, and getting out efficiency and uh thinking that there is no answer
0: i think the thing is play to your strengths and recognize what your weaknesses are and truth be told in some cases those weaknesses might mean uh matchups not going to be great in the event that again you have new Kara sloan comes onto the table right but that actually was the case with old Kara sloan
1: (laughs) it's never going to be perfect if you want to if you want to go into the game with the sort of the best chances and to playing the way the way that mark four is supposed to play Buy yourself a mark IV faction
0: yep and if you want uh, you're, you're,
1: you're playing you less of a frankenstein that way
0: yeah if you want to play the legacy armies know your weakness know your strength know the things you have over it because at the end of the day you can have all these great bears they have aggressive they're power 19 and they're real punchy guys and they're real punch guy things and then your k opponent is playing the old school so it's like okay here are my nine heavies I showed up with, and I'm just going to feel them the old-fashioned way because I'm not going to need to get more than two heavies into you. And also, did I mention I have nine heavies and I have this capacity <laughs> to bring all of this other shit along with it? It's like, okay, you can enjoy that. Like, Kado pu- Kado, those are the kind of things.
1: pushing forward an army that's called Subtle. And Kado, yeah. the old
0: Kado pushing, pushing forward an army is called More Subtle. No, it's just like classic subtle classic flavor (laughs) here's here's my shitty analogy
2: for this entire system here it is my incredibly shitty take
1: oh this is gonna be it we're gonna end on
2: this one brian yep here's my incredibly shitty take you've got your new mark 4 factions your new like uh, prime factions they're essentially like apple products they're good out of the box easy to use synergies not uh, with a lot of like easy built-in like framework and easy to work out. And if you go back and look at your old prime factions, they're much more like a PC where you can build and design with a lot of odd parts which don't necessarily work together. But if you find the right parts and the right combinations, you can make some really broken shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you bring the, the analogy slightly breaks down with broken shit. Yeah, if you bring all the parts together, you sure can not make a broken phone.
0: I think it's more like, what do you, I think what he's really meaning to say is that what the old factions actually are, are Linux. Sure. Uh, It's really incomprehensible. You can make some really incomprehensible things by mixing some libraries together and running something on your Linux kernel that man was not meant to know.
1: I've heard that this, I've heard that 2023 is the year that Linux is finally going to be and break into the the, the mainstream.
2: Yeah, that's it. God. Yeah, there you go. Uh, All
1: right. I think we're going to call on that. No, I think there's our hot
2: takes for the end of
1: the, the night. podcast yes. Dark guidance.
0: Dark guidance. Speaking of which, dark guidance is not in the new edition yet, which is a bit sad. Like, come on, guys, hurry up, chop chop. Oh but yeah. Do
1: you want to do you wanna plug OTC?
0: Yeah, all right. So always be plugging. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so I we have a date for OTC. It is going to be June. Sorry, I was going to say January, but that would mean <laughs> that June, June the third and fourth um it'll be in sydney it'll be a teams event uh you let me know if you're coming because i'm basically going to have to organize the higher higher the venue and preferably knowing numbers would be great and knowing whether it's viable or not and fucking health if it's viable it's going to be fucking great um health. it was a good time last time honestly i'm gonna show not sure i should say this on podcast but frankly i've just because of the shipping issues we've got here you can play whatever you want we don't really care um
1: Playing proxies, baby. Proxy machine is back. Sydney is... I the will be personally
0: vetoing proxies if they are garbage. So if you show up there with a bunch of empty beer coasters and you try and tell me that's your Bisons, I'm going to go and tell you... I'm just going to say, okay, you can't play with those models. Congratulations.
1: Well, oh, yes. I strategically placed a beer on the beer coaster but said that I would be willing to lose the beer to play the coaster, Chris. I would be willing to let the beer just go somewhere.
0: No, I'd say, like, okay, you're going to have to dispose of your beer first. The beer is not an accurate representation of a metal slug tank. I'm trying to give you a bribe. Now, if you, on the other hand, glued two guns to said metal slug tank with a beer, (laughs) maybe I can let that one slide. (laughs) Especially if it's just like, well, you know, who's going to deal with the beer, right? I mean, you've got a beer here. It's a hazard during the game. Look, as your Mm -hmm. friendly Tio, I'm sure that someone, possibly myself, can arrange to deal with this. (laughs) All right. But yeah. OTC, look forward to it. Uh, I'll be posting more stuff as the inter- details come around, but yeah, get your teams in, get your games on, game faces on, get some practice in with the new slash old edition.
1: Do you know, that you know you have to doing 75 or 100?
0: Uh, Look, honestly, at this point, I kind of just want 100 because we've been playing a bunch and 100's just been fun. Um, Actually,
1: with, with proxies i think 100 we can get away with
0: 100 yeah, yeah. I mean, if it was no proxies look honestly i probably might not even like i'd have to question running even the tournament in the first place but mm-hmm. yeah sad nature of a right. thing anyhow yeah, though,
1: we're living in australia that's that's what we go we we live in the extreme evolutionary environment that's what we got to deal with
0: <laughs> yeah we lose ship we lose ships all the time to you know the wildlife <laughs> there's a lot of sharks in australia you know what they feast on cargo containers that's right
1: Privacy press models. It's the only thing they don't want to eat
0: anymore. Yeah, I got to get that sweet, sweet microplastics in my system. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's it. Gardens. We've definitely ran this one out. All right. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Have a good night.
2: Good night. Good night. Thanks for listening.